It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, we have a great amount of stuff to talk about this week. Um, yeah, 192. Sure. Right? Yeah. 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 So, good job. We did it. <laughs> uh, the big headline, Joyce. Kieran Culkin, lead actor for Succession. Yes. Um, correct placement. Um, but a lot of people upset because they feel like he's giving up an easy supporting win i definitely did not see a non-zero amount of tweets of people putting him and michelle williams in the fablemans next to each other um it's it's insulting to both of them because first of all you're just (laughs) saying like neither of them um are good enough to win and lead like there's a lot of things that go into winning an award um but that's kind of like the implication. And it's also like the whole thought process of you just, I mean, in, in Kieran's case, it's like he has been in supporting before. So we we're used to him being there, right? Um, but it is very much, like the kids are the leads this season ever since Logan died. So like the, you would look at it differently if he had been submitting in lead this whole time. Exactly know? right. Uh I think it's hard to argue watching the show that he is not a lead. Mm-hmm. As he said here, this is his quote, Joyce. He talked to Variety's Award Circuit podcast. If you're asking if he's a lead character, then I would say absolutely. I think this season was set up before episode three happened as Logan versus Shiv, Roman, and Kendall. And then Logan dies. And it's what I think the central focus of the show is, the three of them. And then later he said... uh, if I'm supporting, that would mean Kendall and Shiver also. And to me, that doesn't feel like the show. The show has always felt like an ensemble, but the center of gravity is this man, Logan. So it's always sort of silly to think of these things, who's lead, who's supporting. But it always felt like he's the lead and we're all dancing around him. Yeah, so, not wrong. He, you know, nailed it. I'm going to guess the guy who's on the show and is acting in the character knows about like what he's talking about. I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and we, we're already halfway done with the season. Um, you know, the show is almost over. We have five more weeks. Don't remind me. I very, can't. very much a lead. Like the the the, the trio. So this this is also, you know, suggestive of Sarah Snook probably likely going lead, as we've said before, like they should push a lead. Yeah, um, even before the season premiered. So we're recording this on Wednesday, and as of yet, there has not been an exclusive variety uh, break of Sarah Snook going lead. You know but- what? Sarah is probably giving birth as we speak. She has bigger things to worry about. Like, not everyone cares about awards placements. So. Yeah. I, she absolutely, I think, would have to be going lead, especially, again, based on the season. Like, if you're just watching it, she's a lead. I could almost argue that of the three of them, Jeremy is the least lead of the three. <laughs> He's still a lead. I mean, he'll probably have, you know, this upcoming episode, Living Plus. You know, he has his smile back. He does. Um, So he'll he'll have some good stuff at the end. Um, Just kind of like, you know, last year, Too Much Birthday was the seventh episode. Right. It's always hard to, like, judge a show when you don't have the whole season. But I'm like, so I know they're going to do more with Kendall. You're right. But I mean, so far, it's been like, you know, Sarah and and Kieran have been like the, the prime movers, I would say, of this season. Right. And I also hate um, like the the reductive perception of Roman as a character as like, 
you know, this guy who just has sarcastic quips um, and it's like a fuck boy, you know, but he's had a lot of emotional moments through the years, like not as much as this season, obviously, um, but they've always been there. And I think people think like that kind of comedic relief type of character um, can only win in supporting. But he has a lot of hefty material this season, like as, you know, the mountaintop scene this week, obviously. And then Connor's wedding, of course. I, I get the feeling we've talked about this uh, privately. I think people don't watch the show. Sometimes it feels like that when I read about it. Um, Yeah, I've seen, you know, like excerpts from yeah. certain recaps and stories. And I'm just like, I think you missed something here. I, you, I definitely think a lot of the, the show goes perhaps over people's heads, not to make it like I'm such a, a an erudite, uh, smart, intelligent viewer, Joyce, which I'm sure people watching this are like, absolutely not. You're a dumbass. But uh, boy, like I saw like, the, if you watch the most recent episode, you have that great moment with uh, Roman on, on the mountaintop with, with Lucas Matson, and then Matson kind of screws them over pretty greatly by going with the biggest fucking number, but it means they have to like- <laughs> It's got to just stuff it down their throats, right? Like, it's like making them eat shit to, to have to sell to him. And he goes around them. It's a tremendous loss for Kendall and Roman. And I saw people being like, great negotiating. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not great negotiating. He screwed them. I, I also think some some of these, um like, stories or, you know, assignments written by people who don't watch the show. Yeah. And, like, they're just kind of, like, reading, like, uh, you know, some tweets or like recaps here and there just to get the the pertinent information but they don't really like there's not enough context but no it's the same thing with um I you know I saw a lot of comments about like why did why did he or Lucas um keep uh Carolina Jerry and Tom it's like um because of Shiv did you miss that whole scene that was the purpose of that whole scene yes she protected the girls because she was like Carolina's great and then when he <laughs> did his whole have a leader of frozen blood, you know, great true blood crossover, by the way. Just awesome. Love it so much. Um, and that was basically like his version of the dick pic. Yes. It, it, it was, again, it's a very, it's it's a credit to the Jesse Armstrong and the writing. Writers yeah, they trust, they trust the viewers. To just pay attention. Just a slight amount of attention. Yeah, because right? earlier in the first meeting between him and Roman and Kendall, when uh, uh, Roman is like, oh, I saw your kicky team uh, did a win. And then Lucas is like, oh, good dossier. I have stuff on you too. It's like, ooh, like, did Jerry tell him? Like, you know, because like, like the, for the senior team, it's like survival of the fittest, right? right? But then it's like that team of Shiv is like, she's protecting the girls. And then she also wants to backstab Tom and throw him under the bus for ATN with the election. So it's like, did you watch the scene or not? <laughs> So, uh, no, I don't think they did. I would say the other thing I found interesting is that, like, man, you know, we've talked about this. People love dunking on uh, Jeremy Strong for being so method. Dramaturgically, it makes sense to do so. Uh, but, like, if you watch the pre the post-show uh, succession thing, Kieran, while has in the past definitely not, is not a, a method guy, and he's, like, kind of, like, talked about that a lot, he clearly was, like, very much in Roman's headspace in that scene, and he talked about, like, how... He was so like wrapped up with the character that it was like he had like an emotional response to that scene and then didn't even get to he had to go back up the mountain to like enjoy the it's view in the view yeah and i'm like you know i mean like it just is funny when it, you know there's another show i love uh joyce we've talked about before mrs davis which in the end it, it, not to spoil anything but a lot of the show is the message of the show is people like uh to be have their priors confirmed I would yes, say. Yes, yeah. And uh, that is the world in which we a live. Confirmation and bias. <laughs> a lot of that with the way we talk about succession, because it's like Jeremy's a doofus because he likes method acting and Kieran's a dummy because he just like kind of does quips. But neither of those things are actually true. And Kieran seemingly takes it just as seriously as Jeremy Strong. If I don't not know why so, you would maybe. think he doesn't, like just because he's a fun interview IRL. Yeah. Um, and, you know, was quick witted, but he's been acting basically his entire life right. he's a great actor and yeah he's also in the 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 post um episode thing for connor's wedding he talked about the same thing and how it was such an emotionally yeah. devastating episode and then he just had to go home and be a parent to his two young kids right. you know and it was so disconcerting and 
he he himself hasn't taken full credit but like he and mark mylod have been crediting the other for coming up with the idea of doing the 30 minute long one take and yeah. like i i can totally believe that's a karen idea definitely you know like especially because of his like theater background too yeah uh joy so so now kieran's now moved into lead so now we have two categories to discuss here I immediately put him in first place in lead based on so far what we've seen. I think he has been unbelievable this season. I love his performance. I think the nuance with Roman is just prime. And while I love Jeremy and Brian and I have them top three, because fuck it, uh, I have Kieran first. <laughs> so I just went right to I have top. him in first too. Um, and and the, the, the immediate impulse of people is to say, He's not going to win and lead. I was like, he can totally win and lead. I, I absolutely think he can win and lead. I mean, it definitely depends on like what's left for the rest of the season, like we said. And there could right. be like a, a bunch of haymaker Jeremy Strong moments where it just is like a no-brainer that will go back to him and have him win again, right? Because he's already won here. Um, and I don't think Brian Cox will switch to supporting. I think he'll stay in lead. I still believe that. I don't think he's going to go. I don't really care where he goes. And again, like if he stays in lead, just total peak Logan behavior. Uh, if he went to supporting, I would have him winning. But if he doesn't, I'm going to not have him winning lead, but I'll still have him in. So I have the three succession guys in, and I have Kieran winning. And uh, yeah, I love it. I love having it. He's in sixth in our odds currently, but I just think a lot of people in me haven't updated yet. Yeah, people don't update, so it's fine. Um, uh, Bob Odenkirk first in the odds. He's been in first for a while. Really going to just going to go. Everyone's going to go down with that ship. Well, so the other... A funny narrative that took off once Kieran made this move was that you know a lot of people just thought well like he like assuming Brian, like regardless of whether or not Brian is there because we don't no one thinks he's winning lead now but you know everyone was like Kieran and Jeremy will just split the vote and someone else will win I'm like no because like <laughs> vote splitting is not really a thing or it's not always a thing Right. Um, and it just depends on the race. And like this happened three years ago with Jeremy and Brian. Like people thought neither of them could win. And I I never felt that. I was like, I felt like the two of them are gonna monopolize so much of the vote that none of the other four would be able to catch up. It's like one of the two of them is gonna win. And it was like the same thing last year in supporting with Matthew and Kieran. I'm like, I feel like they're just so far ahead that one of them is going to win. Um, and I think it comes down more to passion, um, whether it's the actor or the show or whatever. And Succession does have that passion right now. So I feel like if it's just Jeremy and Karen in lead, I think the two of them are just going to be so far ahead and it's just going to come down to, you know, once we have full view of the season, like who who maybe had the best material, which is also subjective depending on how you receive the performances and then you know who has momentum going into September right um like this this thing happened you know with um Ted Lasso two years ago when you know they got four supporting actors in and then people were like they're not winning Bo and Yang is going to win and then it became very clear that the passion was behind Brett Goldstein especially season two uh airing and Rainbow so it's like he's winning like this is not going to be a problem um, and then the inverse of that was like four years ago with four Game of Thrones actresses. And I was like, well, none of them are going to win. Cause like, first of all, they just love Peter Dinklage. Like he's the only person they're going to give Emmys to. And then all of these, these people, like these actresses, they all like, there's no consensus favorite between any of them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Julia Garner is going to win. And now in retrospect, since she's won three Emmys, you, we see that they're just in love with Julia Garner and Ruth Langmore. You know, mm -hmm. like she had the passion. Right. I was, I want to go back to this too. I don't think, I think Jeremy's actually been really good this season also, because I think what they're doing with Kendall is great because it's like nuance. It's very nuanced to me because it feels like Kendall acting like he thinks he should be acting, right? Like a lot of it is like, he's been like that a lot the whole time in the show where he's like doing things that he thinks he should be doing. Right. Or like how, how, how he should be behaving as like a captain of industry or like his father's son or whatever it is. And like, he's been doing that this season too, even though it doesn't seem like his heart is really in it as much. And I do think that's like fascinating. And I would love to see how they kind of roll that through the rest of the season. And that's why I think he could have like a lot of great stuff and the back half year, but 
I, I just think Kieran's been just like over the top awesome this season. So that's why I put him in first over Jeremy. Yeah. And then it's also like, if you think HBO is going to back one of them, like maybe it's going to, they're going to put more weight behind the person who hasn't won yet. Too. Sure. Right. You know? So, so I had him in first for supporting uh, before this Kieran, I was on the Kieran train this season because again, it's been great. I've now moved, uh, Tommy, uh, Lip Balm Tom, Matthew McFadden, uh, up to first. In the fucking Spurlunker? So. Yeah. I love it. Uh, one of the most shocking things this season I've seen in any show was when he flicked Shiv's ear. I literally was like, oh my God, I could not that believe was, that. Like, that entire scene, just epic. So, that's, so I immediately Also, put like, him- maybe, like, the, the most romantic scene between the two of them. <laughs> it's just yeah, like that. horrifyingly so, but yes. Uh, yeah. So I moved him into first, and I'm very confident that he will be another winner here because I just think again, there's going to be a lot more Tom and Shiv as the season kind of progresses. So I, I, and thus far he's been great as well. I just thought Kieran was like exceptional this season. So that's why I had Kieran at first, but Matthew with what he had in the first episode and a lot of the stuff he's had since. Well, uh, has yeah. Been Cause wonderful. now, now he has to fire Sid and he might have to take the fall for ATN. If you know, they expose um, Jared Menken's line to the atn or do they or does he just blame they're going to just blame sid on that and then her and him and tommy uh him and and shiv get back together they're they're still they're still together legally (laughs) i mean sure (laughs) they're not divorced yet they're just yet they're separated they're They're not they're not divorced he's tom of siobhan uh this this episode has so many savage burns it was amazing really lovely oh god Already so rich. I loved, I loved Kendall. I thought Kendall was like pretty good in this episode because again, like just like already rich, I thought was a great comeback. To, to, oh, to and then when he, when they were, when Ascars and Oscar were uh, talking in Swedish, again, great, uh, very referential, just, you know, having Ascars say there's more of them. Are you all related is just peak clarity. Um, and then Kendall saying, is it funnier with subtitles? <laughs> Kendall in that scene was great. And I love, again, I love, man, I just love this show, but I just think the writing is so great is that we've seen Kendall stand up for like the little guy in the past. Like he did that with Roman. And even though Kendall is like a great asshole in a lot of different ways, he does have this like streak of wanting to defend people who are being bullied, which I find like interesting as part of his character. And he did that with Greg there. And then obviously used Greg to like kind of funnel information out very ham hand, uh, ham fistedly uh, to, which was very obviously something that Mattson immediately kind of called out and Scooby doing it, as he said. It's the Hanna-Barbera school of business. Uh, So all this being said, I moved out with an empty spot. I moved Alexander Skarsgård into supporting, even though I still don't think he's going to be eligible here, but for now we could pick him. I think he, I think he will be, I think he'll just probably be missing in the election episode. But yeah. we already know he's in next week's. Right. So that's um, three already. So, so if then, he gets two more. Yeah, like he definitely will be in two more. Like, come on. So I put him in because I just think his performance is unbelievable. He was so good in this episode, I thought. Yeah, I have him um, into, I think my favorite scene was him listening so earnestly to Shiv when she was explaining why you can't be sending people your blood. Well, first, I would say stop sending people your blood. Just She's a like, great Sarah Snook scene there. Another reason she should go lead. Her for he goes. I'm sending her, and it's Ebba sending her blood. And she's like, "Okay." Yeah, and then when she's like, "Um, don't fire her," and he's like, "Yeah, good call." It's incredible the the way I, I, she's so good. I, I just love her in the show. I have her winning too in supporting actress, as you maybe you could guess uh, over Jennifer Coolidge. But I still think Sarah will go lead. So this will probably all change. I think she'll go lead. I I. I'm just not going to touch actress or supporting actress until um, we have that news. I'm like, I don't need to think about this anymore or for now. Um, But yes, I I put Ace Cars in, um, in Kieran's stead. So I, I grouped my drama supporting actors by show. Sure. So I had Matthew and then eldest son, Alan Rock, who, you know, everyone is uh, stepping on my beat now. Like, I've been supporting Eldest Son since season three. He didn't get in last year, but I immediately put him in this year. 
and now everyone's getting on because of the karaoke scene and Connor's wedding but um I got him at 101 so nice <laughs> and uh ace guards mm-hmm. um and then Nicholas Braun um and I can't tell if like Brian goes supporting I don't know who is more vulnerable between um everyone not named Matthew I unless think all of them would get it. like five supporting succession guys which so I think I, could happen too I, this, I think they absolutely would get not that deep. no I have five get, I would have five getting in if Brian's in here yeah and then I have uh my double better call saw um they did not get any nominations in this category last year so who knows what will happen this year but Jonathan Banks got the SAG nomination seven and I have uh Giancarlo Esposito and then I just have two White Lotus dudes, F. Murray Abraham and Michael Imperioli, who I'm not sure about either. And I feel like this season, I mean, last season, obviously, Murray Bartley was the fave. Um, but I mean, I I think I, I enjoyed Jake Lacey more than, no offense, any of the White Lotus guys in season two. <laughs> so uh, I have sort of a couple of tweaks, but I have the same, almost the same top three as you have Matthew first and I have Skarsgård in second because I think he's just been unbelievable. And then I have Ruck in third. <laughs> then I have Elijah Wood on Yellow Jacks in fourth, who I am loving in the season. He's so funny. And like his pairing with Christina Ricci is awesome. And while the season I think has been like slow to get going, it just feels like not a lot. It's just been like, I'm enjoying it, but well, it just yeah, feel now... like a lot has happened. Yeah, I haven't watched the seven and eight screeners. Have you? I haven't watched any of the screeners yet. So, but, but I'm like really six, loving him. Six is coming in not this week, but yeah, next they week. delayed it for a week. Um, so that's a big episode. I, I just love. I think Elijah could get in. I think he's so good on it, and the fact that he's doing everything with Christina Ricci is a huge benefit to him. I think so. I have him in fourth. I have Giancarlo Esposito in fifth, and then I have F. Murray Abraham. But I'm I'm not thinking. I don't think that's going to happen either, honestly. And I was thinking too from White Lotus. Oh, and then I have Nicholas Brunn and John Lithgow for The Old Man, who I'm enjoying because I have to watch The Old Man, Joyce. It's coming up on one of my panels. Um, I, I like The Old Man. And uh, he's great. But, he's but I, got, great. I got rid of all my old men. Well, I never had John, sadly, um, but I dropped Jeff Bridges to put in Kieran. Oh, wow. I, I have Kieran. I have Jeff Bridges in still. And I dropped uh, Diego Luna, I think, for Andor. Um, but the problem with Everett Abraham and Michael Imperioli, an actor who I absolutely love, obviously, because of The Sopranos, and everything else he's done for Martin Scorsese and Spike Lee and a million other things, uh, is the the supporting actors who were better on that season of White Lotus are Theo James and Will Sharp. I think they have like the better material and more like fun parts. And you would put F. Murray Abraham and Michael Imperioli in because of meth being F. Murray Abraham and Michael Imperioli. But I wonder if you watch the show, you'd be like, are they actually doing enough, basically? I mean, I think I don't, I don't know if it's does, that but... because I think like Theo and Will would as on a restricted ballot if they had the passion they wouldn't get in. Um, but I I don't know if there is um, like as much kind of overwhelming excitement over the male performers this season as there was last season, or or even the male performers this season compared to the female performers like Aubrey and Megan. Right you know, outside of Jen. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with the White Lotus men. <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, I have no idea, but that's what I got. And I'm, I, you know, I've been uh, iffy on Greg's arc this season, but I think he was like great in this last episode. And I feel like he'll be safe. Nicholas Braun. I, I, I think that, you know, he's a two-time nominee. So I feel like he could just get in just yeah. because of that. And I think like the, the criticism of Greg um, and or any shortcomings of his arc this season so far is I I think it's kind of like fan and viewer base and maybe not necessarily viewed the same by voters. I think that's because they true. just like like the character so much. It, you know? such a, and and again, another character I think will probably have a lot to do in the later episodes here. Certainly in the election episode, I feel like we'll we'll have more Greg. You can't can't break make an omelet without breaking some Greg's. But he has other Greglets, Tom. <laughs> um, anything else here in in uh, in uh, in just drama here, Joyce? Before we go to limited series, where there was another uh, category switch switch. Um, 
No, I don't think so. I guess, you know, again, we're just waiting on Sarah. Yeah, nothing to say about those categories, but I do think she should go lead. I mean, and then... But, and I be... think she, she can win and lead, so... I totally agree. And then uh, I would say if she goes lead, I think that opens up a spot for our beloved Willa. Justine Loop and uh, JSC together. I'm here for it. Hell yeah, so. that'd be great. Or uh, Carolina, Dagmara uh, Desmane. Dagmara Deminchek. Deminchek. Yeah, I love... Um, I love Carolina and I'm, I'm the one of the great things about Logan dying is that the supporting players you know his executive suite has a lot more to do just impeccable Frank and Carl content let the good times roll poor bastards like Peking duck fucking and great love him. grabs his robe oh, so good get Dave Ratchie in there let's get him in uh, set, let's just the whole all eight slots with succession actors. Peter Friedman, David Rashi, let's go. I also want to give a shout out to Fisher Stevens. Um, just the other thing I love about succession is um its commitment to Olympics references. Yes. So we got a lot of that. You, you know I love the Olympics, so mm-hmm. I appreciated that this week. And just uh Hugo's vendetta against their ski jumper, who so good was, was almost huge winning a bronze. So uh then in, in limited this week, Joyce, another uh, variety exclusive, you'll be shocked to know that uh, Elizabeth Olsen is going to be a lead actress for Love and Death. Never would have guessed. You've had her winning there for weeks. I I have, and um, I think she still can, but it got decimated by the reviews, and the show is not as bad as some of the reviews might have you think. Like, uh-huh. I know there there's like a score of 10 from someone on Metacritic. I was like, it's not that terrible, guys. <laughs> it's like, it's it's very fine. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah. But I, you know, I, I called something to you the day yes. before. You did. We were, we're having lunch, Joyce. Mandatory fun lunch. And at the lunch, you said, uh, I think Jesse Plummins could go, should go supporting for Love and Death. And then less than a day later, Jesse Plummins is supporting for Love and Death. So I put yeah. him in. I took out my boy Young Mazzino for beef. Wow, you're going off of beef. A little. Um, yeah, I like I I watched Love and Death a couple weeks ago, and I like whenever people, which was like two people, um, have asked me about it, I was like, I think Jesse should go supporting because he's not really around in the second half of the show. Like the first, it's basically two halves. It's the affair in the beginning, and then obviously the murder, and then the trial in the back half and so he's obviously in the first half when they're having the affair and then he he just has like his testimony scene in the during the trial and it's the complete opposite with tom pelfrey's character who plays elizabeth wilson's lawyer he's a personal injury lawyer who became her defense attorney and um and a fellow churchgoer so he's not really around in the first half of the show but then he's all over the second half of the show and he gets a lot of uh, speechifying in court as you know you would expect from a david e kelly show um he also has shirtless scenes like you, you see him sunbathing and showering so a lot of tom pelfrey in the back half so to me i was like jesse and tom are like the same and they should be in supporting so they did it and um i put him in supporting too i don't know if he will get in but like that category is pretty soft so who'd you so, take out then I dropped um, Murray Bartlett sure. for Welcome to Chippendales because um, I don't know if anyone has watched that. <laughs> so maybe I should do that instead of Young Mazzino. But I also feel like the lack of name recognition, I was like, those were the two I was thinking of dropping. And I was just like, Murray Bartlett's getting in for Last of Us. And I feel like since he won already, he's maybe just a name check at this point if you see him out there. So you just want to put him in. And Young Mazzino, obviously a newcomer, even though he's great on beef. Yeah, but if they just like beef, they'll vote for him. Like, I don't, it doesn't, name recognition doesn't like really, or the lack of name recognition doesn't really matter if they like your show and they like your performance. Right. I mean, that makes, that definitely makes sense. Uh, Do you still have Lizzie? I mean, I was, I was debating between dropping Murray and Ray Liotta. I thought Ray Liotta too, but I just not going to do it. I, I didn't do Ray because I'm like, well, they're getting to 
acting nominations between Taryn and PWH. So I'm like, they might just nominate him too. It's like, we know like it's seen. Right. Like, I don't know by how many people, but like it's seen. Um, it, it definitely and it had the benefit well, uh, yeah. of being out for a while. Well, yeah. I mean, like, Welcome to Chippendales has been out too, but it's like that has gotten less traction than yeah. Blackbird. So, okay. I'll, I'll put, I'll take out, I'll take out Murray and put in Young again. Sorry, Young Mazzino. It was brief. I, I briefly moved off. I mean, you know what? I have like four beef people now. I put Ashley Park in too. I, yeah. Because <laughs> why not? I mean, those uh, those supporting categories just you know anything can happen and pretty rough yeah um i yeah i put her in who do i even take out i don't oh i took out merrick weaver just because like a uh, tiny beautiful things has been uh very very quiet yes. since it premiered so even though she i also took out Catherine Hahn. so who did you put in uh for jesse and lead oh just put back steve carell i had him in there before okay i had I him in there before um uh beef moved to limited so then i dropped him for steven young right well a lot of people are angry about now so yeah i don't think anybody cares about that though in real life um no voters i mean <laughs> voters don't care about that yeah and it's like even if they know about the controversy with David Cho, they, they're not going to punish people who are not responsible for it specifically, you know? Right. So they, we save that for online choice. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of uh, controversies exist solely online and a lot of people are not aware of it in the real world. It also cracked me up when, um, you know, the internet was canceling Stephen, um, Damon Lindelof, Instagram, high praise for Swarm and Beef. So it was just like, there you go. <laughs> um, I put Jesse Eisenberg back in. I don't know. This category is wild. I have Stephen Young, Evan Peters, Taryn Egerton, Woody and Justin for, for White House Plumbers. And then Jesse Eisenberg, but I guess Carell or, or Michael Shannon for George and Tammy. I don't know. Daniel Radcliffe for Weird. Those are people. I don't know. Players. I'm kind of, you know, I've said before, I think limited series might just be five slots again. They won't yeah. have enough submissions for yeah. six. Um, and I'm kind of sorting, sort of hoping the lead categories will be five too, just so I don't have to stress over predicting a sixth person. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, pretty tough i mean i could see radcliffe getting in because that weird is never going away it's going on two years of people talking about it yeah sure i don't know like it's a tv movie yeah um and it's not like a serious tv movie so true uh that's all i got here in limited joyce anything else here um, did you do anything to actress? Not really. I still have, I mean, I have, this is what I had and I still have, but I have just Chastain and Rachel Vice. I guess maybe did we talk about dead ringers? I put her in, uh, people really love that performance. It seems she's great on the show. And I think she might just be a solo nom. This is yeah. what I always felt about the show before seeing a second of it, but it just seems like too cerebral and, um the topics it covers is like, like too much for um both voters maybe or some voters and the general public yeah like this uh, there's like just a lot of stuff in the pilot or the first episode where yeah. it might be a turnoff for viewers but she's great and you immediately can tell the twins apart yeah um so i put her into i dropped your fave lizzie kaplan i have lizzie kaplan out on the outs too I have a uh, so I have Jessica Stein, Rachel Weiss, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Dominique Fishback for Swarm, Ali Wong for Beef, and Riley Keough for Daisy Jones. Um, I have I have Emily Blunt instead of I, Daisy. So they're other Amazon ladies. I just feel like Emily Blunt at this point, 
I, again, could still get in. I have no idea. I have no, no inside information on what Amazon is doing, but it just seems like if you're ranking the shows and their priorities, the English would not be ahead of Swarm, Dead Ringers, or even uh, Daisy Jones, I would say, based on how they've like re- reacted. You mean the general public reaction? Well, I mean, the general public reaction, the most popular would be Daisy Jones. Well, I think it's a general public reaction. I think it's just when you see like how Amazon is like kind of promoting these things. They're, I mean, the English is older also. That probably. But that could also help it. Like she got the SAG nomination. True, too. true, true. And we've seen um, that having older stuff works. And yeah, I think like Dominique and Rachel are in the same boat of they could just be the low nominees for their shows. Um, especially because I feel like the swarm buzz just lasted for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but you know, she's like such a standout on the show and, um, is like, that's a, both of them are the type of performances that would benefit on a restricted ballot. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I like Emily, I don't know, like, Again, I I kind of just want five slots here. <laughs> yeah, be done with it. So, yeah, I could see her missing, but I think like if you watch the show, um, you know, it's a it's a great performance. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's better than you know a, a lot of stronger shows, not just in limited series, but in other categories. Um, but yeah, it's hard to tell like. Because like none of these shows, like none of like Amazon's shows have really taken off, you know? That's true. Um, Uh, Yeah, but like Daisy is the most popular popular. of the genre. Certainly. So. Uh, Joyce, we can move to some listener emails here before we sign off. At uh, Gold Derby, uh, Slugfest at GoldDerby.com. I still don't know the email address. We've only been doing this for like a year. Please spell it again and take up 45 seconds doing so. L. Uh, no, slugfesticalderby.com. The first one here is from David L., not Grammar David. Oh. Hi, Chris and Joyce. When you were making your guest actor predictions, I think you left off one possible contender out, Molly Shannon, for hosting SNL. She's hands down the funniest contender this season. It's hard to believe she doesn't have an Emmy for years of brilliant work. Do you think she has a shot and can get? Uh, and could Steve Martin and Martin Short win for hosting SNL like Tina and Amy did? Um, yes to the second. Um, the first, um, I mean, like maybe, sure. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know where they are really with, uh, SNL hosts, um, or guest contenders. Like I, you know, last year, Jason Sudeikis was heavily predicted mm-hmm. to be nominated mm-hmm. and he wasn't. So. I'll tell you uh, what, uh, I, I listened to David. I'm, I put her in. You put her in. You felt pressured. Well, also because I two poker face people, and I'm just like, I don't trust it. I don't trust it either. I think I do too. So um, I took out Judith Light, even though she's third in the odds over Cherry Jones, and I kept Cherry Jones in for poker face, and I put Molly Shannon in instead of Judith Light. I mean, I don't have any SNL people in <laughs> actress. I have As Quinta Brunson. I drop. I drop Quinta Brunson. Yes. For. Lauren Weedman. Sure. So. I, I have Quinta winning. Uh, the other part of David's email, I think you'll get a kick out of Joyce. He writes, I wanted to educate you, Chris, on the timeline of the MCU post Endgame. After the most ridiculous theory you made about based on Brie Larson's hair in the Marvel's trailer. If you might remember, I said, why does she have a different hair? Is uh, Marvel's maybe a time travel thing where she's coming from the 90s into the present day, right? Something like that. Uh, David writes, the Marvels takes place about a year after Endgame. Yes, Bree's hair was cut short in Endgame, but she grew back out if you remember her hair in the mid credit scene of Shang-Chi, and she has long hair now. Use your noggin, Chris. Also love you and Joyce's taste on who should win. Succession, Maisel, and Barry are the best and deserve it. I feel like I'm having fatigue with Ted Lasso and Abbott Elementary because their comedy is now dry. They're fine, but not as funny. Um, I mean, we kind of talk about the the timeline when you brought this up because it it has been a year since the events of Endgame because we yeah. we went through a whole phase so um so not but, time travel from the nineties no okay so 
Kevin Feige, call me though, because I think that's a pretty good idea. Is it especially with the Flash? The Flash is all about that shit, as we found out from CinemaCon last night. Um, Zaz has seen it three times. Tom Cruise loved it. Zaz loved it. James Gunn. Tom Cruise loved it allegedly. So reportedly loved it. Zaz loved it. It's greatest superhero movie he's ever seen. Yeah. You know, Zaz loves superhero movies. Yeah. I mean, you know, he got Keaton and Ben back. So yeah, let's go nuts. Yeah. I mean, did you listen to uh, Ben Affleck on Smartless a couple of weeks ago? No. He was talking about how great um, it was, The Flash. So, I mean, I'm excited. Let's go. I'm looking forward to it. Is that he finally, I mean, he's talked about it before, but he finally figured out how to play Batman. Yeah, he's only in it for five minutes. It's great. Yeah, like he was like shooting a scene with Gal and I finally figured out like, oh, this is how I should have been doing it. So great stuff. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Steve Joyce. You can email us at slugfestigoldderby.com like Steve did. Steve writes, hey guys, long time listener, first time questioner. First of all, love your show. The fun chemistry between you two makes it so easy to listen to while being so informative and thoughtful. My question is about Schmigadoon. I don't have hopes for any comedy series the second season is doing well critically with a 97% Rotten Tomato score. Is there any chance someone like Cecily Strong in lead or Jane Krakowski or Titus Burgess in supporting as former nominees could get in as surprise for their great performances in the second season, especially because the Emmys love nominating former nominees and the show has been nominated before in the crafts categories. Thanks so much for your fun podcast and YouTube video. That's Steve oh. from Tampa. Steve. Hi, Very Steve nice. from Tampa. Yeah. Um... Well, it's it's a winner. It won music and lyrics. Yeah. Last year. So it could win that again. A lot of songs. A lot of songs. Um, I think their focus is or probably will be Jane Krakowski. She got a lot of a lot of play for that third episode. Big show stopping number. Yeah. All over Twitter. Uh it's great number. She's just not in it very much, but I would love to see her nominated. I mean, it is just get her in for that, sure. Yeah, again, the, you know, we've talked about this before. It's just really hard to gauge how big um, non-TED and yeah. non-morning show Apple shows are. And it's like, you know, they these some of these other shows are able to get craft nominations and wins. Um, but then it's like, do they have enough support for the actors specifically and for supporting actress you know that's kind of crowded right that category so um yeah i i i'm not i like i wouldn't predict her myself no right now and i would say if there was going to be we talked about this like last week with supporting actress uh maybe Juno Temple was vulnerable, but this week's Ted Lasso remembered that both her and uh, uh, Tohib Jamo were great characters and Emmy nominees who people liked. And then put them back in. way too long. And then put them back. Another hour long episode, 58 minutes. This, I love this episode though, because I was like, oh, you know what characters I like? Keely and Sam. And you know who were in this episode? Keely and Sam. It's still not a a great um storyline for her character um but it's you know the show is at its best when it's just focusing on the game and the um the 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 right character like the character you care about right so it's it's done that the past two episodes but i think it's just it's still too self-indulgent in the runtimes <laughs> i don't it's, I, it could just be like a solid like 30 minute episode <laughs> I don't mind the run times, but I do. I was watching the season. I was just like, I see what they're doing and you could see like the arcs and everything, but I just wish it was a little tighter. And again, like, yeah, it, it, there's no need to be an hour long or just like the way it's structured. Like, I mean, like not having Sam and not having Keely like really represented almost at all in the last like three episodes. And now we're up to episode six, right? So it's like, or is this seven that just aired? Seven. So we're only, there's only five episodes left. And it's like, you finally got Sam in here who is like a breakout character. And like, I'm just like, now we're going to rush to get like all this stuff that they've kind of been setting up. Which makes no sense because it's like, they've had so much runway with, you know, the these long episodes. So they could have been doing, like devoting time to these characters and writing, you know, proper right. stories for them. But instead it was just kind of like focusing on, 
different things or like less important things and then doing away with those aspects and then bring it back so it's just it just feels very you know like like not it's not a waste of time but it's just like why did you spend so much time doing this right. <laughs> like here when it could have it could have been tighter it could have just been you know a, a tight like 30 minutes yeah I don't I don't disagree but I I don't think it's a waste of time, but I just wish it was, I just. No, it's it. not. It's just like, it's like, do we really need to do that in an hour? Right. I, I think that's it. Or just like not having these characters who are so good and Emmy nominated and not having them represented at all. It's just yeah. Of, and then like, introducing these like, new characters to just dispense with so quickly. Right. So, um, but then, uh, wait, what was that one? Oh, Cecily and lead. Um, I think it's like the same thing with like Jane and supporting. I mean, lead is a little lighter, I guess, but I don't think it'll happen. There's fewer spots, right? In lead too, right? <laughs> um, like I would predict her for SNL before I would predict her for Schmigadoon. Barely in. And then the last email here we'll do. Uh, this one from Faceall, another former emailer, big fan. Hi, Chris, and Her Majesty Queen Joyce. Big fan of the show. This is a question for Emmys 2024. Faisal just going okay. right into next year. He's like, screw this. What about next year? Uh, skip Oscar season. Let's go into Emmys. Uh, with Curb Your Enthusiasm set to return sometime this year with the season 12 rumored to be the final season. Do you think it has a chance at winning comedy series next year as a way of honoring the long-running iconic show having never won before? Maybe Larry David for lead actor? Of course, this is all dependent on being a phenomenal final season and ending. It won't have to worry about Ted Lasso. And unless the Bear Season 2, Abbott Season 3, or Hack Season 3 are huge, I don't see a major frontrunner early on. I only recently watched and became a fan of it, so I'm not too familiar with its Emmy's history. Well, face all, I don't think its Emmy's history is very good. It'll get nominated. It's not going to win. Um, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we're barely... We're I, I have Ted holding on by its fingers to win this year, so I think... It's a possibility that Abbott is going to go into next year as the reigning champion, right? Like, or the bear. Those seem like very likely alternate picks to Ted for this year's Emmys. Yeah. Um, and so, like, and then Hacks will be back. And so Hacks will be back. For... Will be back. Um, right. And then who knows what else we will have. You could um, argue that could be Hacks' final season, too. How many more years are they going to do this show? Well, I talked to Paul W. Downs a couple months mm -hmm. ago. Tell me about it. And then he was great, obviously. So, and um, he, you know, I mean, we were joking about like how we would do stuff in like season 17 um, or whatever, but, you know, he he was just saying how like they, they, they don't have like a definitive roadmap, but they just have like ideas like they want to do. And like, like season three, they're going to do a time jump. And they felt like that would kind of like refresh the show because like season two picked up right after the season one finale right? right so but yeah like they they don't have it's not like a yellow jackets where they're like oh we're gonna do five seasons you know right um but yeah i don't think it's gonna be like a long-running show by like there's i don't think there's gonna be a season 17 of hacks no <laughs> um but or or a season 12 like curb um curb will get in they'll nominate it i'll get a bunch of nominations yeah but i don't think it's gonna win no it's not gonna win um so that like that if it was gonna win it would have won 20 years ago <laughs> i think that's uh so that's um yeah but i was actually talking about this with some of my friends and how i'm i'm gonna have nothing to uh, root for in drama next year because my faves are gone succession and better call Saul. so i'm just gonna have like just random shows next year and drama. you gotta like, find a new show I don't need to. Um, it's just they're just gonna be. I'm. I'm just not gonna care as much about any of the nominees. It's just like these shows exist and they'll be nominated and it's fine. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, it's like you know, there's probably gonna be a strike <laughs> next week. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see what will happen with how long that lasts if it happens and um. You know, some networks have a lot of stuff in the can already. 
not to sound too cynical, Joyce, and not that I've read a total a lot about this, but the what I've read, it sounds like when the strike happens, because it seems inevitable that it will, uh, no one will be really uh, interested in negotiating. No, none of the studios will be really interested in negotiating because they could just write off and get rid of a bunch of deals that they're uh, upset about having to pay. So it'll be at least a couple of months, right, to like kind of wipe out some stuff and then they'll come back maybe in the fall and like reconnect. So a lot of stuff maybe will be delayed uh, going into. Yeah. So like, you know, once, you know, some things have, you know, if you're just in post and like you're fine, you know, you just can't be writing anything new or doing rewrites. Like Um, stuff could happen, like still be in production and stuff. It doesn't mean that that. Yeah, you just can't do rewrites. You're just not going to do rewrites. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, and then, I you know, something like, like like Apple has a bunch of stuff like ready to go. Like they're rolling out stuff in May that's not going to be eligible. Like like Patty Arquette, High Desert. So. City <laughs> on Fire, I think. June, so. my, my favorite, City on Fire. Um. Yeah, so it's just a lot of stuff you think should be eligible and maybe um, like Silo, that's also not. Mm-hmm so well today we're doing this wednesday and netflix said black mirror is coming back in june felt like that mm-hmm. could easily come back in may i'd imagine if it wasn't but maybe they're like let's just save it and just like that in june yeah let's save that too yeah so uh, so it's like you just have like they'll be eligible for next cycle so then it could be maybe it'll be super empty next year i mean maybe we'll have know, a, can... another like 2021 of like emily and paris That'd be, awesome. That'd be so awesome. Uh, Joyce, this was so fun. We'll be back uh, next week to talk about other stuff, I guess. I don't know what we'll even talk about. More succession, I'd imagine. Uh, maybe Sarah will have moved by then. True. So, yeah. We can only hope. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.